It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Conrose and Mike alongside Joe Medora and Samantha Garcia on this 26th day of May. 6.06 on the clock and 71 degrees and raining outside in southeast Ohio. It's a Sports Fan presented by JK Contracting. And of course, our lines are open at 740-592-6646. Cincinnati Reds will come your way at 6.35. So I said maybe up until 7. Uh, we got you up until 6.35 today. As Reds picked up a win, they stopped their skid, and they got a win over a uh, Washington Nationals team that had found some success as of late. But, uh, of course, they went against the Orioles. And uh, the Orioles, I'm sorry, Joey, are not the best. They're not the cream of the crop yet. They are still waiting on a couple of their uh, minor leaguers to enter into the major leagues should everything pan out for them. Uh, but the Nationals are at the bottom of the National League East, and the Reds, who are in fourth in the NL Central, did what they needed to do against the Nationals last night. Yeah, they're two teams from two pretty similar divisions right now. These bunch of teams hovering around 500. Good win, Molly. Uh, he's been up and down throughout the year. He started off pretty good, had a, that ERA below two for a while, then kind of had a couple of rough starts there. I believe his last start, he up uh, six runs off seven hits. and uh, But good to see him bounce back and then, Antone, who's been the most uh, consistent guy in the pen this year, he's kind of been the the middleman. You know, you get a starter go five, he can give you two or three solid innings, and uh, it was just enough of a cushion for uh, for them to hold on. Of course, Amir Garrett comes in and gives up the run because that's that's his specialty this season. But um, good win. Uh, anytime you can get a win when uh, a guy like Scherzer's on the other on the mound for the other team, it's uh, one to you know, one to celebrate, and hopefully they can uh, start to, you know, start to win a couple series here and start to climb back up to get back around 500. I thought it was kind of, you know, something that you don't usually see, especially for the Nationals this year. You know, Connor, you said they're having a little bit of a rough time going on right now, but they didn't have any runners in scoring position for the whole entire game. They didn't get anyone really on base only a few times. Their one hit came off a home run. They're at the bottom of the ninth to, you know, maybe make some noise, but they ended up not coming back and doing that one. But I thought the pitching in those first couple innings were pretty good from both sides. You're seeing a lot of variation. Sometimes if a pitcher's not feeling too hot up there, you know, he'll stick to the fastball straight down the middle or something with a lot less speed. But we saw a lot of variations from both sides, and I think this is going to be a fun series coming tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. It's uh, When you look at the Nationals lineup this year, there's a lot of guys that have been uh, household names for quite a while, and it's been shocking that uh, they haven't really been able to put it all together besides, uh, you know, Trey Turner's been pretty good at the top of the order. He's batting well above 300. Everybody else has kind of been uh, kind of been inconsistent, you know, like Schwarber coming over from Chicago, Josh Bell, they got him from, uh, from Pittsburgh, of course, Juan Soto. You know, he's still hitting 280, so he's playing all right, but uh, nowhere near the level he was when he was, you know, leading them to that World Series a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, again, Swoto, uh, Soto had a little bit of an injury. Um, you know, of course, I follow the Mets closer than anybody in the room, but when the Mets faced the Nationals, Soto was not in the lineup. Uh, so he's been dealing with a little bit of injury. Somehow, uh, Zimmerman... Ryan Zimmerman is still playing and hitting about 313. And he's, he's not playing every day. He's yeah, he's not playing every day. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's uh, 
again, the, the Reds took advantage of the long ball, right? They uh, were able to get to Scherzer. They were able to take him deep twice, and they were able to take care of business. One home run from Eugenio Suarez and one from Kyle Farmer. Um, you know, and it's something that I talked about back on Monday. You have the two best hitters in Major League Baseball. Why were you batting them leadoff and second? You know, at least give them the opportunity to drive in somebody if they get in in front of them. Or, uh, you know, in, in the case, probably it's going to help Suarez a little bit if he's going to be in the leadoff spot. You have Winker and Castellanos protecting him behind him. So now Suarez is going to see a couple more, you know, quality pitches that he can drive. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully turn his season around. But I, I like the move that the Reds made adjusting their lineup to try to get something going from Suarez, who you need his bat in the lineup, but you need his bat when it's going, not when it's, you know, only batting a buck fifty this year. Yeah, I don't know if he's the answer to plug in at the top that you are the rest of the time. I think uh, Naquin is he's kind of a more speedy guy, uh, but he hasn't exactly put it all together yet this year either. But he is hitting, you know. 100 points better than Suarez, but Suarez, they get, as we, we talked about this before the show, you know, when you have those guys behind him like Winker and Castellanos, who at this point this year have been dangerous threats, obviously you don't want to put a guy on base in front of them, so that, that helps Suarez being in the leadoff role. He's going to get better pitches to hit because you're not going to want to walk anybody and have a runner on base for Winker and Castellanos coming up in the first inning. And then you had Nate Quinn as well. They had him at cleanup yesterday, and, uh, Obviously, he had a pretty good game with a base hit and drew a walk. And his bat's been up and down throughout the year this year. I mean, early on this season, you know, they were talking about how Winker, Castellanos, and uh, and Naquin were kind of going to be a formidable middle of the order there. But, um, you know, they're still trying to figure it all out. And it did work out yesterday. But, I mean, the same thing with Suarez. He had that home run yesterday, and he has, I think, I think he's up to 10 on the season now. Uh, Suarez is good for yeah, ten. 10. So pretty much any time he's going to hit, it's a home run. Um, and that's not necessarily conducive to today's Major League Baseball, where it's uh, pretty big on on-base percentage, and uh, especially at the top of the order. And here's the major thing that's that's the issue, right? I mean, yes, he hit the home run. Yes, it was a, a deciding home run. However, in his three other at-bats, strikeouts. One for four, three strikeouts. I mean, you give and you take, but, I mean, he really can't, you got to put the ball in play, right? I think it's kind of a go big or go home for him. And his first, you know, time leaning off, especially for this Reds team, I mean, for him to just hit one out of the park right off the bat, you know, everyone's going to turn and look and say, hey, maybe this is something that we can incorporate. But I don't know if the smart move is putting him up top. I definitely think moving around that batting lineup will help both ends. But I don't know. I think on the other end for Washington, you know, they were able to get they were able to make contact with the ball. That wasn't it, but they just weren't able to really do anything. Three or four times they were in instances of getting double plays, obviously. Um, especially coming from that second to first base action. And like I said, they didn't have any runners in scoring position. No one tapped that third base except for that home run there at the bottom of the ninth there, but you know, if you're making contact, you got to make sure you swing through. And I know these guys are getting paid millions upon millions, and they all know this. But, you know, when you're going up a team that has a strong defense, especially in that shortstop third base area, you got to make sure that what you're swinging at, that you're really making contact. Because, like I said, three to four d- double plays in, you know, one series game, that's really going to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, by the way, 40% of Suarez's hits this year are home runs. Um, if you take a look, take batting average out of the equation, right, and you say, hey, 40% of the guy's hits are home runs, that's great. 
Oh, no, it's not. I mean, he, what does he have? Like 26. 10, I was going to say 10 hits. 26. And, yeah. 20, he has 26 hits on the season, 10 of them are homers. I rounded up to 40. I think it was like 38 points on yeah, that. It's, <laughs> it's pretty close. But, he, I mean, the double plays kill you. The, uh, you know, just, I don't know how to how to put it, but you know, it's the, um, the plane of the ball, right? I mean, you, you're trying to, baseball has now shifted to an uppercut, right, with, with the uh, players, which has resulted in, unless you're Shohei Otani, very difficult to hit the high pitch, uh, and, and you see pitchers who throw 100-plus are you know, beating them up in the zone, and uh, umpires are calling, you know, top of the letters to the, the top of the knees now, right? So you're getting a wider zone. You're getting a, um, you know, a, a faster ball, and the, your swinging approach is not what it needs to be against these top-tier pitchers. Uh, so Suarez, yes, he was able to get a hold of one. Scherzer made a mistake. However, you know it, it's it, you got to be able to produce a little bit more than just hitting the occasional home run ball. Uh, you got to get more hits. You know, I mean, you can't if you're a power hitter, you can survive at 240, 250, somewhere in that range. If you're going to hit about 40 home runs, which is what Suarez did back in 2019. 40 home runs, I mean, you're doing a pretty good job, and you're also hitting around 250. I'll take that from a power hitter. But you can't be batting 100 points less than, than what that is because you're just an automatic out at this point, and the, the designated hitter wouldn't even help the Reds, right? Because, I mean, who else are they going to put in the lineup? Uh, so, it, it, again, for Suarez right now, he's just got to figure things out. Yes, he got the home run yesterday, but the three strikeouts to me are concerning, guys. Yeah, you see a lot with some of these power guys. It's good. Uh I think Sam said it's kind of an all-or-nothing approach where, you know, they either hit it a ton or they don't make any kind of contact. And you see a lot across baseball these days. There are guys, and as you mentioned, if, you know, you'll, if a guy's hitting 30, 40 homers, you'll let him, you know, lack a little bit in the batting average department because he's making up for it uh, when those at-bats come. And uh, he, it makes up for it with the, with the run production and all that. But right now, Suarez, 150 is a little bit too low uh, at that rate, and he's just really not putting the ball in play very much this season. So, again, I thought it was a little odd to throw him in the leadoff spot, but it worked out for a win yesterday. Um, it's it's tough to get a read on the Reds. It still may. Um, and you're only four and a half games out, which can be made up pretty easily. I mean, that's one four-game series against a team you're behind. If you sweep them, you're right there. But, uh, you know, at, the, at what point do you start to have to make a decision on do they keep this core of the team? Because, I mean, if Castellanos keeps hitting like he is with the veteran presence he has, a playoff team will, will give up a couple prospects for him. And are the Reds going to determine that they're going to have to move forward with trying to build a younger team, or are they going to try to stick it out? Because, I mean, I think this division's pretty up for grabs. No one's really stood out among the rest so far this season. Right. I mean, and like you said, it's up in the air. I think a lot... Also, these divisions are kind of like that, too. No one's really taking this one away in the Central and the East, kind of all over. Everyone's kind of at that standstill. You know, you're right under 500. You're right above it. It's still, it's that weird time where, you know, you're not close. You're not too close to October where we're talking playoffs and whatnot. But you still have a lot of games back to back to back in these seasons. You know how 
you know, especially in the major leagues, you know how many games you can play. You know, a month, you don't really get off days. You don't really get time to sit there and watch film, maybe, you know, in between one or two days when you got time off. But for the most part, you're just, you have to come into it every single day needing to adjust to that kind of stuff. And I think for Washington, I mean, they're facing off with them, you know, in a couple minutes we got going on here. But you still have to adjust and come in every day and change that kind of stuff. Like you guys said, when you're having this much not success on the other end as in terms of batting, you know, that's going to pay off. You can have such a great, great defensive game, you know, only allowing two runs so far. Yeah, that's great. But when you're not producing, you're only getting one hit that, you know, you're touching back home on home plate and you have no other runners on base with you, you know, you got to really think what's coming on. And especially the Reds, like you said, they're not the underdog, but they're sitting at four. They still have a couple games to catch up. But at the same time, I mean, it's kind of like this ongoing circle of who's going to take it. Everyone's kind of looking around to see some team really put all the pieces together. You know, some teams are really hitting it right off the bat. You know, they're getting double-digit points, you know, at the end of nine innings. And some teams are having some great defensive games where they're holding them to no hitters and, you know, a lot of fun stuff that we've been seeing. But no team, I personally, you know, I haven't been watching every single team, every single league. But for the most part, I'm not really seeing any team stand out to me That's that I'm like, yeah, they got their stuff together. Well, and there's a couple teams this year that are having some success, right? Like the San Diego Padres, the uh, the Dodgers, the Yankees, uh, the the Chicago White Sox. Uh, I mean, there are teams who are nearing or at 30 wins, including the Tampa Bay Rays, or the Rays have just, I don't know, year in and year out, Tampa Bay seems to be a, a perennial winner. A surprise for the Boston Red Sox, they're 29 and 20 this year. Uh, again, Cleveland's at 26 and 26 games above 500. White Sox at 28 yeah. and 20. Uh, so you do have some teams not in the National League that are kind of pulling away, unless you take a look at the NL West, but it's really San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego who are all pulling away from the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, uh, I get really confused when people keep saying the NL East is like the toughest division in baseball. It, it's not even the toughest in the, in the National League. <laughs> There's and, almost three teams with 30 wins in the West. And right, I mean, you have a couple of teams, right? You have two teams make the postseason out of the NL East in Atlanta and the uh, Miami Marlins. Uh, and you also did the Nationals didn't win. No, Nationals didn't make the uh, the postseason last year. But you also had the returning World Series champions last year. I mean, a totally different team. Yeah, you know, now two years removed from them winning the, the uh, World Series. But uh, you did have guys like Scherzer, DeGrom, and... I don't know who the Braves' ace is, but the Braves have some pretty good pitching right now. Uh, Miami, again, was scrappy last year and, and got their way into the postseason. So you did have a lot of t talent. Joe Girardi managing the Phillies. Um, you know, JT Realmuto. If you take a look at it individually, there's a lot of good individual players on the teams in the NL East with you know, DeGrom being a two-time Cy Young Award winner. You had the Rookie of the Year. Uh, but then if you take a look at it as a whole... There are better teams that are built in baseball, like the Dodgers, like the Padres, and like the Giants. So if you take a look at, all right, this team's got you know Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso, who hit 50-some-odd home runs his rookie year. You know, this team should be pretty good, but you take a look at it. All right, now they're injured. Now they're not playing games because of early on the season, the Nationals and the Mets with COVID protocols and everything. So, again, I mean, it's I, NL West is the best. Right now, 
we'll we'll see what happens down the stretch uh, when everybody starts to get healthy and, and see what the best division is. But again, there are individual players that I think are pretty good in the East, but they're just not coming together as a team as well as what the you NL know, West has been able to do. Yeah, well, lucky for the Reds, they're in the Central and they're still in it because right. uh, they were in the West. Yeah, they were in the West. Well, if if a lot of teams are in the West, right? I mean, St. Louis, who's leading the Central at 27-22, I mean, that's a pretty good record right now. right? That would be for fourth. You got the Giants, the Dodgers, and San Diego all nearing within or at 30 wins. You know, 29-30 and 31 uh, in that order. But it's baseball's been really good in the West, uh, not so good in the Central or the East thus far. Uh, and that American League Baseball has uh, been doing pretty good, especially in the AL East. Um, but right now for the Cincinnati Reds, it's still within, within there. If they're able to pitch, if they are able to hit uh, outside of just their two hitters who are leading Major League Baseball, Castellanos and Winker, you know, things are still out there in front of them, and I'm not really sure that it's time to tear down. It's been said in baseball that you can't really judge the team until you hit Memorial Day weekends. We'll see what happens after this. Well, I mean that's stretch. that's Sunday, Connor. It's kind of uh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's see where they are. Let's let's see where they are after this uh, after this weekend. If they take the uh, the series against the Nationals and uh, you know continue to do well after that, you know, maybe there's a little bit of life in in the Reds. But they're going to need to adjust their bullpen because again. Amir Garrett is not doing well. Lucas Sims with a 6 ERA. Garrett with a 7 ERA. Uh, the only guy out of the bullpen who you can trust is TJ Antone. And Antone goes 2-3 innings, so he can't pitch back-to-back nights as a reliever. So I'm not really sure where, where the Reds are going to get some help. But I don't think that they should throw in the towel just yet. Yeah, no, obviously you're not sellers in May, but... At what point? I think baseball is the hardest sport to judge when you're out of it because, I mean, this was a couple years ago. What were the Nats? Like 19 and 34 when they won the World Series? Something like that. Definitely yeah, really way bad. under 500. Yeah. The Orioles are 17 and 32 right now. I guarantee you they're not winning a World Series. <laughs> but uh, it's. You got to be hopeful. Come on, yeah. that's your team. Huh? Yeah, it's, How can you say that? Uh, I'm embracing the rebuild. How long have you been doing that? <laughs> um, I fully embraced it probably 2019. Because 2018, I still had Machado and Jones and some actual talent. Now, now they're just got double A team out in the field. But <laughs> yeah, well, again, it's the uh, Cincinnati Reds and the Washington Nationals coming up right here on 970 WATH at 6:35. Uh, the Reds will send to the mound Jeff Hoffman, and uh, the opposing pitcher will be Joe Ross. Hoffman at three and three with the 4.31 ERA, and Ross with two and four win loss with the 5.72 ERA. Got to get the bats swinging uh, on both sides, really. But uh, see what the Cincinnati Reds can do against Ross and the Washington Nationals tonight. That's at 635. We'll take a short break right here on the Sports Fan. Come back. Uh, we'll update you on the Athens softball team as they're taking on John Glenn. John Glenn today came in with a record of 30-0 and as the Bulldogs are in the Sweet 16 for their softball team. And also Megs suffered a loss with Ethan Stewart out in the mound. We'll talk about it when we return as this is the Sports Fan on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH.
From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice, but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk crazy rides, new car gizmos, and a plan to curb texting and driving. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970-WATH and 97.1 FM. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Snyder, Fuller, and Stroh understands that graduation time is full of bittersweet goodbyes. But as Charles Dickens once said, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Graduation day is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, Nelsonville York Buckeyes, on 12 years of hard work and determination. Warmest wishes for a bright future to the Nelsonville York Buckeyes High School Class of 2021 from Snyder, Fuller, and Stroh. Heavy uterine bleeding and iron deficiency anemia through the years. Oh, I've been there. Huh? That sweater around your waist, I've been there. Heavy period? Makes you wonder what women used to do. The record you're using to cover your behind. I've been there. Your backward apron. I've been there. If you've been there, you get it. Excessive menstrual bleeding for six months or more is known as heavy uterine bleeding, or HUB. HUB may lead to another condition called iron deficiency anemia, or IDA. Learn about iron deficiency anemia at imayhaveida.com. Brought to you by HealthyWomen.org and Daiichi Sankyo, Inc. Live and local. The Sports Fan on 970-WATH. Sports Band 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and Mike with Joe Midor and Samantha Garcia up until 635, where again it's the Reds and the Nationals coming your way. That game being played over at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. Tommy Thrawn, the Cowboys, should have you all the way throughout the game and throughout the season. Flagship, of course, being uh, 700 WLW, but your local affiliate right here, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. An update from the softball game. Uh, Athens trails John Glenn 12-2, to and with that 10-run lead, John Glenn is three outs away from securing a win in the regional tournament. 
Uh, Bulldogs would, if everything pans out the way that it is looking like it right now, of course, we hope that Athens extends that game and they're able to get back into it. But uh, if Athens' season does come to a close, they would finish with a school record of 25-6. and six. Uh, Bulldogs made a postseason run for the ages, and I'm reading this uh, kind of verbatim, but they made a postseason run for the ages by winning the district championship and making the program first regional appearance since 1989. But again, uh we, of course, congratulate, and we still support them as their season's not over yet. Uh, but with a 10-run deficit right now, it's not looking good for Athens softball. They need a um, run. They need a run. the game going. And then continue doing something else later on down the line. <laughs> still heck of a season for them, though. And, I mean, anytime you run into an undefeated team in the Sweet 16, it's probably going to be a tough day. Right. Absolutely. Um, but you know, what really impressed me was the play of the, uh, the Banks kid, the... Um, Let's see. Well, I I, I got to get a first name here. Um, uh, Olivia. Olivia Banks. Olivia Banks was 7-for-7 seven seven with three walks, three home runs, and two doubles uh, over the last couple of games. And that's just impressive no matter, you know, what sport you're playing. I mean, that's almost like dominance. I don't, I don't know how to compare it. I don't know if I want to compare it, but it is uh, the pretty good. The postseason is the right time to get hot. Yes. And yeah. what is she? How old is she? Is she still going to be around next year? She, she might be a junior. They don't have very many seniors, I don't think, on this yeah. team this year. I think the majority of the softball team will be returning next year, yeah. which yeah, yeah. should mean you know, a lot of success for them moving forward. I'll keep an eye out for her then. But, you know, as much as we talk about the major leagues and all that stuff, it's always good to catch up about, you know, your local Athens and Athens County in general. But, I mean, like you said, Joey... It, when you run into an undefeated team, of course you're hopeful. Of course. Sure. No, no matter what, you everyone wants to come out with a win, but I think it's more of maybe a learning opportunity, you know, for next year to see how you can play out. But get to the getting to the Sweet 16, especially in Ohio, who has a very competitive softball and baseball kind of demeanor, it, it's pretty impressive. So, you know, those seniors that are playing their final game, maybe. Maybe. I'm not going to say the game's over until the ump calls it over, but... You know, it's always, I'm just happy in the broken record of COVID-19 and sports. You know, I'm just happy that everyone in Athens County gets to watch, listen, and play some ball if you're still in high school and all that stuff. It, it just makes me happy that, you know, we're going to be returning to normal hopefully soon or a new normal. All right. Hold that thought right there because we'll talk about that in a brief couple minutes. We only got three minutes left in the program, but a quick update on Division Three baseball, the last team that was remaining in the TVC Ohio. Um, Meg's Marauders fell to Minford today by a score of four to nothing. It was a zero-zero game going into the bottom of the sixth. Minford scored four, got three outs in the top of the seventh, and that game was played in a whopping one hour and fifteen minutes, according to SEDAB on the on Twitter, Southeast Ohio District Athletic Board. If you get two studs in a high school baseball game that, on the mound, those games can fly by <laughs> really quick. And. You know, Smith, you were talking about uh, reopening and, and getting things ready. The first Mid-American Conference school announced, and it was Toledo, that they will be full capacity uh, for the upcoming football season. And if Toledo is full capacity and that's in a more highly populated area, I have to imagine that the Ohio Bobcats should and hopefully will make an announcement that says that you know, Peden Stadium and the Convocation Center are full capacity as well. There you go. Oh, and, and again, if you're just joining in and heard full capacity, that's not the thing yet. Uh, Toledo, 
has full capacity. Ohio has yet to make an announcement like that. Because, again, I mean, you, you catch the tail end of what I say, and you know, it sounds like, hey, I mean, he said Ohio and Peden's open. Oh, and there's uh, a big home game this year against yeah. Syracuse. Not, I mean, not too often. You get an ACC school that you know comes all the way to Athens to, uh, to play a game. So, And hopefully I'm still around to, uh, to watch that game. I mean, that should be a, a good Bobcat game over in Peden. Yeah, I, we'll see. Uh, I think there's a lot of question marks coming into this season. Uh, we could talk about football, you know, at a later date. Um, did see they got a transfer from Michigan State there, looking at defensive linemen uh, from the Columbus area. So uh, hopefully that's a good addition. But uh, a lot of question marks with uh, Ohio. We can break that. There's down always question marks with you, Joey. <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. But <laughs> if they're not an all five-star lineup, uh, Joey doesn't like it. Yep. They got to be five stars. They got to be. Six foot six, three hundred pounds for linemen. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, they, they got to be uh, you know, star athletes. Or he doesn't want to hear it, right? I, I I'm this slam. We're giving you a hard re- time. Really confusing <laughs> me at the moment. This is Sports Fam presented by JK Contracting at 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. For Joe Medor and Samantha Garcia, I'm Connor Mills signing off. Cincinnati Reds, come your way next. Enjoy the baseball game. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM.